Discover over 100 episodes of Bartholomew Town on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. There's a moment where um, we are understanding design, obviously, in different ways. We have, you know, oceanography is really taking off. I do feel like um, the current administration and Governor Raimondo's initiatives when she first came on were really needed. You know, we didn't have an economic development um, strategy or, or a set of tools at all. Welcome in to another edition of the Bartholomew Town Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Bartholomew. On today's episode, I sit down with Design by RI's Lisa Carnival. Hope you're having a spectacular week here in southern New England or wherever you may be listening to the pod. I wanted to get this episode out to you before the November 4th deadline for the Design Catalyst grant program. Now, you'll hear all about that in the conversation I had with Lisa Carnival of Design by RI, and we had a lot of fun. We kind of take a look at all different ways that design impacts Rhode Island. Obviously, there's the artistic element and, of course, the engineering aspects of it, but I even bring up, like, the fonts on our street signs or, like, the Welcome to Rhode Island signs. We get pretty uh, pretty in-depth on this stuff, and, of course, when you look at design, how it can be used to communicate as well. Lots in there, lots to talk about. And uh, a great conversation with Lisa Carnival coming up in a matter of moments here on Bartholomew Town. Hey, coming up on Friday, November 8th, it's Elmwood Songwriters Club presented by the Bartholomew Town Podcast. Now, what it is, is I host an event here at The Loft in Elmwood. Yes, you guessed it. South Providence. We've got a big parking lot. It's free. What you'll walk into. The Loft will be set up. We've got a stage. We have eight performers all songwriters from around the state, different backgrounds, different genres. I draw at random from this cauldron that I have. It's it's pretty cool. Uh, the name of a performer, and the said performer comes up and does two songs. Does, as in performs, two songs for you. So we take a break in the middle of it. We're also going to have a guest speaker. I'll say it right here. R.J. Heim of NBC10, Storm Team 10, and of course Bartholomew Town Lore will be our guest speaker. That's Friday, November 8th right here at The Loft. If you have any questions about directions, you want more information, email me, bill at ripodcast.com. We'll see you next Friday, November 8th, Elmwood Songwriters Club, presented by the Bartholomew Town Podcast, right here at The Loft in Providence. I really appreciate your feedback, your support, your criticism, whatever it may be, as about to round out, it'll be about year two here. You know, started this in March of 2018, so, you know, not quite there yet, I guess, but in calendar year terms, landing years on and uh, working our way towards what will be the best of 2019 episodes that I'll have for you uh, in the month of December. Okay, without further ado, Lisa Carnival of Design by RI. The Design Catalyst Program is, for all intents and purposes, our um, accelerator program. Uh, it's a competitive application process. It's um, available to design businesses that are in the city of Providence because the funding primarily comes from the city of Providence. Um, they need to live and work in Providence. And and basically, if you get entered into the program, you are eligible for between ten dollars to $20,000 in grants. Um, you'll be partnered with a business mentor one-on-one, and then we give you professional development training. And the idea of it is that in the six-month program, you'll catalyze business 
growth or you'll 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 make decisions during this time period that will help to catalyze business growth in the future. Yeah. Um, so they need to uh, actually establish milestones in, in order to get the funding. So in six months, they're kind of under pressure to really reach um, certain sort of goals mm-hmm. uh, that will help put their business on the right track. And the mentor and the professional development training helps them sort of establish those goals and meet them along the way. Um, it's a pretty great program. Yeah, it sounds outstanding. It sounds practical. You yeah. know what I mean? Realistic. You know, you're not you're not left out there to fend for yourself, which is right. equally as difficult as creating yep. in real in, in terms of especially at the front of a project or process. Yeah, we really take the approach that, you know, the the designers and design businesses and creatives that are coming and they have their um they have their design and their design process down. We're really looking at partnering them with the business side, which is more challenging. I mean, they, that's not usually um, what they're taught in school or it's not really what they've sort of been exposed to yet. And they are incredibly resourceful and entrepreneurial um, and innovative. They just need some grounding around the business side. And it, we found that it really helps in this, you know, this short period of time. If you get them on the right path, we see it years later that they're, you know, it's made that much of a difference in mm-hmm. terms of their impact and their growth and where they are now and, you know, who they are. Yeah. And do you find these, these designers stay in Rhode Island? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the pretty main much part of all the whole thing, right? Yeah. They're all here. <laughs> they're all here growing their businesses. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the creative capital of Providence. And Jim Hummel was on here. We were doing something the other day and he was like, you know, Rhode Island's a city state, you know, and that's so true when you mm-hmm. think about it. So Providence spilling into Rhode Island broadly. We've got RISD here and we've got that whole song and dance. There's a robust arts community that's, um, you know, filled with as much, if not more, total collective talent outside of RISD, you know, statewide. So how can we merge institutions, programs such as yours, artists in the community, regardless of their socioeconomic background or Mm -hmm. status, whether they're going to school or not, how can we kind of level the playing field for arts in Rhode Island and turn that into design that can help translate the state into, you know, moving in the future, whether it's an infrastructure or just in terms of quality of life? Yeah, that's a big yeah, question. That was a long question, that's, by the way. What an annoying yes. question. And it's it's a, you know, there's we do have a bit of a distinction between arts and design. Sure, you yeah. know, there's a creative, there's a creativity inside of that. And I think you know, in you know, sometimes it sounds a little um, like um, kind of like um, I'm losing my word on it. But when we talk about the creative thinking process and the ability to solve problems, that's what designers are trained as. That's how creatives are really sort of turning on their um, their ability to sort of work within gray space and help figure it out. And I think that's the power behind it. If you really look at it, it's harder for, say, a politician to really understand what to do with that. I get it. Yes. That's, that's fine. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, you had a few questions in there. One yes. was, how do we create an inclusive evi- environment around um, creativity and design and the arts? And that's an important one, especially in a state that's, you know, a majority minority. And there's an amazingly beautiful um, diversity in our cultures in those backgrounds. And in design, we definitely see a challenge around that. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of people that look a lot like each other in many events that we go to and that's a challenging you know sort of thing to look at and what we've started to break down was 
you know, is it design with a big D or is it design with a small D? And what's the definition of design and how are we, you know, do you need to go to RISD to be, um, you know, included in this, you know, community of design? And right. you don't, you know, like that's not, that's not, um, and RISD doesn't think you do either, you know, like mm-hmm. there's not any of that. And what we've tried to do actually was, you know, RISD obviously is a great partner and from the start of Design by Rai, um in 2013. And also uh, a thought partner on the Design Catalyst program. So it kind of actually seeded with RISD, the City of Providence, Design by RI early on. And that's um, Tavares Providence, or how far back are we going? No, it was actually all um, Alorza. Oh, okay. So it's been all yeah. Alorza. So this program um, goes back to 16? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but we've spent time and opened the doors to all our university partners. So we have a good relationship with Johnson & Wales and URI and Rhode Island College as much as they have a program around that, and um, uh, New England Tech, especially with their gaming um, design program, they're really good. Like so, we've we've tried to go that way, but we've also engaged. We've tried to engage in the different um, cultural uh, aspects of it by just finding partners that understand. Um, you know, we had a partner do some outreach for Design Catalyst in the Hispanic community, and he really just came to us and said. You know, those photos are not going to work because nobody can see themselves in it. And, you know, what is your definition of design really? Because that's not how, you know, this community might might really sort of see them or identify with it. So we had to break that down. And we're in that process. We keep trying to break that down. That's fascinating stuff. Yeah. Rhode Island's, you know, it, it's a diverse state within such a small amount of space and you know, we see it with, like, for example, I did an article on for Avenue Concept Magazine mm-hmm. on the Move RI buses. So I sat yeah. down with Scott, Scott Avedigian, I sat down with Miles, and all, you know, it was, and got a mul- multitude of perspectives. I also walked around just Kennedy Plaza, wherever the bus was, just asked people off the record, you know, hey, what do you think about this bus? You know, sometimes under not even presenting myself in any way related to it. Right. And most people that I encountered thought it was awful. And I was shocked. <laughs> The people that loved the design of the bus that yeah. thought it was ingenious were all inside baseball people. I thought it was beautiful myself, but the vast majority of people that I asked about this, they thought it was ugly, this, that, and the other. I think they want sailboats and and clouds or something That's like that. That's super you know, interesting. Very interesting. But yeah. is there room to accommodate populism in design from a place like Providence that is really prides itself on on artists outdoing each other in all different mediums. And I'm I'm a part of that. We all try to I mean that's the whole point of growing. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. It's, you know, and I love that they have, the, I mean, everybody's, everybody has an aesthetic, right? right? Like that's, you know, and, you know, it might be from a reference point too, you know, have they been exposed to a lot of art? Have they yeah. been, you know, probably not if they've gone to the public schools and, and been, yeah. you know, then fortunately that's not, um, that's not a priority and it's, you know, there's challenges all along in that, you know, public school environment, but um but it is an interesting because I feel like what we tapped on when we were forming um, was there was you know a decent amount of awareness in the art side, but not so much on the design side. And but that design is having this moment. You know, all of a sudden everybody's got an iPhone, and you have this relationship to things that you want them to work well and feel good and look nice and have like a certain aesthetic to it that I think is opening up people's. Um, awareness to beauty and 
art and creativity in a different way. I guess it's sort of, you know, what's the, is there a connection to that? Like to a two-dimensional um, sort of art piece on a bus compared to what they're experiencing or what they kind of probably are getting quite used to having things speak to them well and have their user experience um, and kind of get irritated if it's not done right. well, right? It's like how many times do we go to a website now that hasn't been, you know, um, updated in like five years and right. get annoyed by it, right? Because now we're, we, we're part of, you know, we've been fed such great design and thought out creative sort of platform for for us that it's you know I, I don't know I think it's an interesting it is yeah it's it's like we're we're coming back you know the phone opened up everybody to where now anybody can podcast put out music be a YouTube star or whatever you can put on a basketball league a professional basketball league if you right. wanted to really right. you know yeah. whatever it is but now it's kind of coming back around where the tools you know Amazon has shipped enough junk to people who have have, have you know sometimes used that to make great things but for the most right. part our eyes and ears and, and sensitivities have become you know programmed to want that higher standard so it's a challenge that right. but in a way it's kind of like a new way of refining it's true art. <laughs> it's yeah. sick but it's true you know yeah the, the, the and then i guess camera. it's still access it's still right. you know i mean if you don't have internet access maybe you don't experience those things and that is that is a reality that we still haven't really kind of broken down um i know that there's efforts efforts in the state in the city anyhow but um i think the city of providence was trying to figure out how to um, work with cox communication about um cox or verizon i don't know i think it was cox but um uh creating open network throughout the city of downtown so that anybody could you know access can get online and those efforts are needed you know Absolutely. that's that's something that i think you know gets to your earlier point like how are we really making it uh, making it excessive and inclusive of everyone in the city and the state. Like, how are we really um, getting there? And if people don't have the same access, they'll never have the same um, opportunity to really kind of grow and learn around it. Um, as far as, I mean, I, I'm, I think of cooler and warmer, unfortunately, you know, and that's, I don't mean, I wasn't even playing on bringing that up, but I guess in terms of the state, our image, forward facing image, signage, um, letterheads, color schemes, license plates, the driver's license, all of that, color schemes. Isn't there a lot of room to tighten that up as well? And don't you think that would matter if we could, we could present Rhode Island from a design perspective, you know, yeah. to the rest of the world in a different way? Don't you, I don't know. That's something I've always wondered. It, it mm -hmm. seems like a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah. your thoughts on that. There's, um, so during design week, we just hosted in September, um, it, it, we had one of our featured speakers was uh, Ben Gouin from Policy Lab, and his talk was on how we make um, um, how design can help you know with accessibility and inclusivity, but but in government, right? And his plea was, we just need more designers in government. And actually, it, well, it, it, well, that was his point. But his plea was to the designers to spend time in government to do public service for mm -hmm. some part of their career. And um, it really is around like that, that whole idea that, you know, if you had, if you had space for designers to come into whatever departments and whatever systems and wherever it is, it's, it, it could help us communicate better and create more um, uh, 
opportunities. I mean, definitely, you know, his point was the forms that they that people have to go through to access services in government. You know, those forms are painful. They're really hard to fill out or they're PDFs that you have to download. And if someone doesn't have a printer, like there's so many problems in that sort of accessibility. Um, but in the terms of, you know, what it could do if we are a small state and a city state, I mean, with a lot of designers that are here, um, I think it'd be fascinating if we became the state that really unlocked that potential of what, you know, how designers could, you know, elevate the government's um, sort of relationship to community and how it engages and how we tell the world about the city and the state and what's happening. Yeah, sure. Yeah, just a, a big of, overhaul. I, yeah. I feel like it could be a huge yep. part of the project. So mm-hmm. it could be interesting. Some of the partners that you work with on a day-to-day basis, I guess, who are, who are they in the state? Some of the stakeholders that sure. impact your work? Yeah, yeah. We do have great partnership with the city and the state, city of Providence, Mayor Alors, uh, Mayor Alors's office, um, and different um, people within that administration. And then the state, through uh, Real Jobs Rhode Island, Department of Labor and Training, Commerce Rhode Island, the economic development um, planning work that they're doing now, their long-term economic development planning. Um, and then outside of that, you know, awesome super partners like Down City Design, who runs our the youth portion of our uh, Real Jobs Rhode Island uh, program. And uh, CIC, who's now come on to be a really great partner for um, the Design Catalyst program. And then design firms, you know, from Zymedica, Adventures, Kite Architects, Orange Square Design. Um, You know, we have really strong from our foundation, Octo, Justin Sorotin. There's, there's, you know, um, they're really good. They're our thinkers, right? So they come, they're really, you know, we're only as good as... um, the design community we surround ourselves by right yeah. so you know we are a platform in a you know we create a an environment hopefully for design to thrive in rhode island um but it's really about letting those designers get elevated and and have a voice and tell us really sure. so yeah. um we depend on those that level of partnership for sure what about outside of providence you know I don't know, Newport Mayor Bova. Yeah. You know, I don't know, down yep. the Charlestown town administrator. Who sure. I, I mean, are, there, are these conversations happening statewide or is it pretty Providence-centric? It's Providence-centric for us right now. And that's not for any, um, it's kind of almost just for time of everybody's time. We have been in conversation with uh, Newport and the city manager there. Um, we've wanted to bring the Design Catalyst program to other cities. Uh, you know, Steve Stikos in the Cranston City Council yep. brought it to Cranston and tried to, you know, see about getting funding there. Um, we're completely open to those conversations. And in the past, I've had stronger relationships personally in other positions. It's just been, um, we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, be, that we're be completely psyched for it. Yeah. It's happening sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last few minutes here, Rhode Island as a whole, do mm-hmm. you feel good about the state and where we're going? There's so many challenges, of course, with education. There's sure. so many challenges with the, the climate and environment, uh, infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, though, are you feeling good about the state? Obviously, real estate as well. That's amazing. Sure. Yeah. I am, especially, I do feel like um, the current administration and, and Governor Raimondo's initiatives when she first came on were really needed. You know, we didn't have an economic development um, strategy or or a set of tools at all. Um, and that was not for 
any lack of leadership in the past. I think it was just the way it happened. So her introduction of that really has moved us forward. And I think in a super positive way, and I'm excited for that. I feel like there's a moment where, um, we are understanding design, obviously in different ways we have, you know, oceanography is really taking off and the, uh, blue tech economy is huge and psyched for that. And that's something that I think that the state, you know, with design and ocean and uh, there's a, those are unique assets that we have so that the fact that we're paying attention to them more now, I think it's in, that's putting us in good position to move forward economically. I also feel like we're this super interesting, um, dynamic, small state. And I hope for us to unlock that in a better way. Sure. It's, it's almost maybe why our infrastructure is challenged or this is challenged. It's like, we just can't get out, we can't get out of our own way in some, for some reason. But, um, I think there's an opportunity to really dig into the diversity that's here. Like if we can activate that in, in awesome ways and, and connect and, and create collaborations and integrations in a different way, I think our state would, would succeed and also have this you know this interesting message outside that we could we can unlock that type of creative collaboration and elevation happening there and i don't know i think we're in good position to explore that idea me too it's almost like those european the conservative listeners to this are going to freak out probably get an email but like you know iceland or whatever you know the 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 idea of, um, you know, just you see those images of, like, beautiful villages. Everything seems to be peaceful. Everything's working out just fine. It looks modern. Cool fonts on the street signs. Sure. feels like Rhode Island could get there. You could yeah. take an aerial shot and in 100 years, like, the water in Providence would be swimmable and it would just be this bucolic place. We, we pieced it back together, all of us right. who are in this age group, yeah. for the rest of, of time. But um, un- embracing arts on not only like the esoteric level, but the practical level is critical to that, you know? And so hopefully we get there. I think we will. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, Rhode Island, I'm from Rhode Island. My I'm first generation, my parents are from Italy, but there's, um, I think you can't grow up or be, um, spend time in Rhode Island without having, uh, you know, without sort of getting infected by resourcefulness. Like you need to be very resourceful here. And that's a, awesome asset that just just kind of put that um empower that more and i think it'll solve more problems help people just use their natural instinct and how to figure it out and i think we have that ability me too and be less of a junior partner to boston or new york and and just be who we are a great way to support the bartholomew town podcast is to subscribe rate and review on your preferred podcast app and also tell a friend either on social media or even better yet in person And it's always great to hear from you. You can email me, bill at ripodcast.com, tweet at me, at Bill Bartholomew, and for daily content, follow the pod on Instagram, at Bartholomew Town Podcast. Have a great weekend, and until next time, I'm Bill Bartholomew. We'll talk soon.